You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on The John DePietro Show. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Whether it's heating or cooling, you can depend on J.K.L. Engineering. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, call them today at 401-351-7600. Listen, we still have a number of months ahead. You're going to need the heat. We don't know what's going to happen. March can still be chilly. April can still be obviously chilly. The heating season. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas high-efficiency carrier infinity system. They're energy efficient, they're quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. Highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, Carrier Factory, authorized dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 53 years, JKL's reputation, second to none. Technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved National Grid VPI installer. Call JKL Engineering today. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, for a heat pump. They're going to do it right. They're going to do it right the first time. And remember, with JKL Engineering, they'll keep it nice and cool in the summertime and nice and warm in the wintertime. Central Air is a life changer. Central Air is a game changer. And right now, estimates are free. Financing is available. License in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, the original, the best, JKL Engineering. Call them 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. Folks, it's the John DePietro Show. Weekdays, we start at 11 and we go right until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Joining us right now, he covers Rhode Island for the Boston Globe. We want to welcome back, uh, we talked to me tweet Dan McGowan. Dan, I want to start off, and I think you recognize that this is a little bit of a pet peeve. Maybe for me, I don't want to say pet peeve, but something that I still fail to understand. I watch Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, do a press conference, and the media is in there, and they're all seated 10, 15 feet apart. I, this after, you know, I was watching uh, Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker, and there's the media in there, and they're taking questions. I watch the White House. And the president even is still, you know, jabbing, go back and forth with CNN. Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, as far as I can see, uh, this is still the only situation, unless I'm missing and you've seen. Last night, um, I was watching the mayor of Los Angeles, Gil Garcetti. He has the reporters on a phone line where then they uh, call in and he talks to them. They get to ask the questions. Um, This is so unusual to me that Governor Raimondo right now, her and her staff, where the reporters have to email their questions. And then Margie O'Brien, who is a state employee, she works for Capital TV. Ultimately, basically, she works for Governor Raimondo in a sense. They're still going with this format where they don't identify 
the reporter or the media outlet, and they still seem stuck on this format they're using. Well, look, you, you use the word uh, uh, or the term uh, pet peeve. There's no, this is more than a pet peeve. This is, uh, this is a problem. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, you know, you and I talked about this last week. I think we might have talked about it the week before, too. There was a moment I thought where you say, okay, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You know, you're, you're trying to avoid, you know, I was in those rooms at the press conferences, uh, you know, early on. It was absolutely true that we were often, the reporters were often pretty close together. You know, you get four people with a camera and everybody needs a shot. And, you know, you could certainly see scenarios where that, uh, knowing what we know now, was, you know, was, was not appropriate and probably shouldn't have happened. But the problem is now that, that you're exactly right, that what happens is nothing against Margie O'Brien asking the questions. You've made that clear too. The problem is that oftentimes we don't get uh, clear answers. We're not able to ask follow-ups. And John, it's not just us being, you know, whiny reporters. Uh, over the weekend, there was a ton of uh, miscommunication uh, about what was essential and what was not, so much so that the Commerce Secretary, Stephen Pryor, had to make personal phone calls to a bunch of us to, uh, after the meeting or after the press conference, to kind of walk us through and really ask us to, hey, I need you to get this information out so we're not, you know, so people aren't making any mistakes. By the way, that's part of our job. You know that in radio too. I get that part of it. But a lot of these questions could be cleared up right in the moment if they allowed us to ask some sort of follow-up questions to whatever, uh, you know, to whatever she announces and then to whatever the good reporters who, who ask totally reasonable and smart questions, they just oftentimes don't get, a, don't, don't get any chance to follow up. And so the governor in many, in many ways gets to, uh, you know, knows the questions ahead of time and very often gets to kind of prepare and then gets to be somewhat dismissive um, when she doesn't like a question or she doesn't want to answer a question. Well, that was very clear today with the uh, question. And she said, well, I asked the, the mayors. I already talked to them about that. And I don't know why they almost like I don't know why they're bringing up now. Dan, just so to clarify for all the listeners and the people over at Island, what is the system now, obviously, Margie O'Brien is looking at like a teleprompter. Yep. But here are some of the things that happen. If you could just walk us through the process. For instance, yesterday, I, and I thought I have put out some very reasonable requests, and I'm going off on what I'm watching. The rest of the country is doing. But yesterday, one of your former colleagues, someone I respect, Ted Nisi, he tweeted out, "Oh, that was my question when someone asked <laughs> about something." Now, the reporter should not have to identify. That was his question. I even thought I'll even give them way benefit of the doubt for whatever reason of if they just said the next question comes to us from Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, who asked they won't do that. I do have a question for you. When you mentioned those first press conferences, though, when I went back and looked at some of that, what rooms what room was that in? Because it seemed like it was a was that the Rhode Island Department of Health press conference room the or what room? Was that it? It was, it was a different room. It was in the uh, the, in the Department of Administration. Um, okay. So it's one of the conference rooms. It's actually where sure. you've probably been there before. It's, it's when I have. Yeah, it's a big room, usually where they give the budget briefing uh, each year. Yes. So it's, it's spread out. By the way, it, it's not as though we were all hunched in or anything. It, it, it was, so. I, I will say, like I said before, in fairness, with, especially with cameras, you did have people 
you know, a little bit on top of each other. So again, reasonable to want to do something different. Now you floated this idea and I think you've been right about it. You know, could you use the state room at the state house? Could you use which is which is where she's doing her press conference? They, they're now. doing it now. That's right. They're absolutely doing it now. And that's and by the way, and I put on my website, I have been several times now, and I'm not sure if you had, but the White House press room, mm-hmm. the state room at the state house is you could fit, and I'm not exaggerating, four to six agreed White House press rooms yep. in that room. And they are empty in there. And so if you and, and now you're in a pool camera, so you don't even have all the cameras there. Together. That's right. That's right. So what would just just take us through how you and Amanda or Ed, Ed Fitzpatrick, how is it like the morning? The press is going to be at one o'clock. What goes into trying to get your questions submitted? Yeah. So every single day, the uh, the governor's press secretary will send us an email. I would say this is to. Uh, let's say two hours, usually two hours, three hours before the press conference, they will send us a link to, um, it's essentially a program that you can write in your questions. Think like a Google doc. It's not that, but think like that. Uh, And so what we do is we, you know, you click it, you put in your question and you can see, I'm pretty sure she, the governor is seeing exactly what we can see, which is, you know, question John DePietro, question Dan McGowan, uh, and so you, they see exactly where the questions are coming from, and we can follow along in real time and see it as well. Now, what I what they say is that you can oh you can submit you know if you if you have a follow up question you can submit sort of on the fly. But you and I both know that's not exactly how these these things work. The way these questions often work, the best type of of press conference. Um, and by the way, I should say the governor is is actually fairly good on her feet she's fairly quick yep. so yes. so it's not like she's afraid of any of us but the best way these things work are governor answers question from john DePietro. dan mcgowan you know swoops in and says hey hey wait a minute you didn't answer that question and then ted yep. nisi from channel 12 says wait 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 i have one more clarification by the end you do have a fairly good answer tv gets what it wants print gets what it yep. wants radio gets what it wants and so that's you that's the best way to do this because it it gets lots of answers and again i can't stress it enough this is not about whether or not one of us should be in the room over the other it's simply about being able to answer questions that are really important right now and not only that dan mcgowan you know i initially said why not have a guest questioner i you know i've abandoned that simply because i watch those cuomo press conferences i watch baker with cuomo they've been pulled back now, that state room, I'll even go to the next level. You could have assigned seats. Yep. And we're not talking about a New York or L.A. press corps. Let's be honest. You're probably talking. There would maybe, maybe, maybe be 10 to 12 people. That would maybe. Be there. That's right. There is maybe. Right. There is more than enough room because the Globe may just say we're going to send one. That's right. Maybe not two of That's you. Right. And one, one or maybe every television station you get to send one person. Right. So um, so you have assigned seats and. You know, you have to stay in them or there's an X on the floor, whatever it is. But what I am curious now, what is what are you hearing is the reason? Because I did notice last night that so they offered the governor up. So now she's doing exclusive interviews. You know, she did one with Channel yep. 10. She did one with Channel 12. Shannon Heggie saying thanks so much to the governor. But, Dan, there's a power in control here because you you risk losing access if somehow you like rub them the wrong way. They could decide, 
not to answer a question. You can't do anything about it. And I can't get past the fact that let's just say this was the White House. I'm not even going to say Sean Hannity. Can you imagine like the White House press person is feeding questions to President Trump? I mean, no one would stand for that. that. That's exactly right. You, you, you nailed it. I mean, the, the public would not stand for that. The other members of the press wouldn't stand for it. And, and here's, you know, I will say behind the scenes, there's a bunch of bickering happening. And we are all uh, a bunch of us I know have been in contact with each other. And I think there is continued pressure on the administration to uh, change up its policy in some way. But you're, you're right. And one of the things that becomes a problem and it's particularly a problem for TV. And I love the TV people. You know, I worked in TV before. Yep. The challenge becomes... You know, you start to complain about it, and then the governor at, on the 11 o'clock news does Channel 10 or does Channel 12 yes. or does Channel 6. Yeah, that's right. You know, that is a major – right now especially, as, as you and I talked last week, TV right now, ratings are through the roof. The numbers are good. To get the governor and be able to say, hey, we've got an exclusive governor at 10, 11, 6, whatever – it is a big get right now in this moment. Yes. And so yeah. there is, a, you know, the governor has the ability. Now, I'm not saying she's done that necessarily because she seems to have done it at least with six and 10. So, or, I'm sorry, 10 and 12 so far. But um, what, what really should happen, and I, I'm not speaking out of turn here. I'll just, you know, it's true. We all as a, as a group of reporters band together. It's not that we should we should not cover this. I'm, I'm against that idea. I think the, the governor's daily press conference uh, because of the 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 system, you know the public health crisis that's in front of us should be covered, but we should all sign on to a letter. The Broadcasters Association, the Press Association, can lead it and say, "Hey, you got to change this up." And there are a bunch of different ways you can do this, John. Like you said, you could you could do a conference call. You could get on a, uh, a Zoom, you know, type of thing. Like was Mayor Lorza actually has been doing this. He he sits in his office in front of his computer. He, he sees all of us and he gets to interact. It's very awkward, but it, but it, it gets the job done. Um, so you can do things like that. Uh, you could, uh, you know, you, you floated this idea. You could potentially have us, you know, rotate off. Um, no, but, I'm back. I'm back to everyone. What, what is the reason they say they won't let everyone in the room? They say it's a health. They say it's a health that, that, That's ludicrous. Then what about what New York is doing? What about what Boston is doing? What about what just the fact or LA has in the phone line? Dan McGowan, we're going to come back and touch on this in just a moment uh, because uh, this is really important. And, and folks, it's John DePietro. Stay with us. We're going to take a quick break. Come right back. Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. Everyone is talking about germs, about algae, about mildew. No, I know they're talking about the virus. What about some of the viruses outside your home? As the weather's getting warmer, now is the time. Let's make your property, home or business, look as best it can with Bethel Softwash. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel Softwash. Now, you can text Jared at Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L, Bethel Softwash of Lincoln. Free day, free same day text estimate at 401-617-2585. Text him at 401 617 2585. And what I mean is, if you text Jared, this is what my house looks like, he'll give you a free estimate right there. I'm talking outside your home. I encourage you to visit their Facebook page and you can see the before and after and what a difference it makes. Bethel soft washing is the low pressure system. It won't harm the surface. Low pressure 
H2O combined with the biodegradable chemical removes those biological elements like uh, algae and uh, mildew, and you don't need it. The biodegradable plant-safe solution, wait to see the difference. Now, I tell people, go to uh, log on to the Facebook page, Bethel Certified Softwash, Bethel Softwash, and look at the before and after. What a difference it makes. Bethel Certified Softwash Power Wash for your home, for your business, for your walkway, for your patio, for your deck. Make your home look beautiful. Get rid of that mold and algae instead. Bethel Certified Softwash. You can also text Jared at 401-617-2585. Make an appointment. Free estimate, 401-617-2585. And look for them on Facebook. It's Bethel Certified Softwash. Right in Lincoln, Bethel Certified Softwash. Hi, Steve here, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water. And they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want, not during just this crisis, but all year long. Don't you think it's time you did too? So as you're standing in line waiting, how about you give my company a call? Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. 294-2400 a Rhode Island family business since 1986. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought by Henry Oil since 1947. What a Rhode Island success story. Folks, call them today, 401-521-0200, Henry Oil. It's Carmine, it's Lori. As I said, since 1947, full-service fuel company, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, 24-hour burner service, For contracted regular customers, they have oil burner service and installation, automatic delivery, budget plans, lock and cap pricing, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery. It's Henry Oil, residential and commercial fuel oil delivery, go with a local company that you can support and depend on. Henry Oil in 1947. It was Carmine Henry DeSanto. Delivered that fuel oil with a single truck operation from his gas station on Manton Avenue in Providence. And now the tradition continues. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving Rhode Island and parts of Mass since 1947. Call my friends at Henry Oil today, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200. You can also, as I mentioned, check out their website. It's henryoil.com, henryoil.com. Take advantage of the lock and cap pricing or the oil burner service and installation or their automatic delivery or their budget plans. Full service fuel company that you can depend on. Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil, 401-521-0200, online at henryoil.com. It's John DePietro. With me is Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. We're talking about, and I want people to understand, this is important. Uh, We're talking about the way that Governor Mundo has chosen, and they're choosing it, by the way. I want to be very clear about that, Dan. This is, it's not as if that's the way we do things in Rhode Island, or that's the way we've always done things. You see variety of ways that different people are handling it, but whether it's Charlie Baker standing 
or Governor Cuomo behind the, the desk. They, they have the press in there. This is not a matter. I don't believe that this is a matter of public safety. This is a matter of control. And, and I also want to, you know, you touched on something very important, and that is, see, Channel 10 and Channel 12, uh, 12 just them as an example, they should not take the bait. You know, of course, now, if you have the governor and you have an important question, they are going to hesitate to ask a question that maybe needs to be asked simply because you don't want to lose access. That's right. And it's like she's rewarding you. And we can't have a situation. The president of the United States has people in the room with the president, the vice president, Fauci, what their reasoning goes against the grain of what the rest of the entire country is doing. It does. You know, you're you're completely right. And people, you know, this in the last segment, but people, you know, who are hearing this, this is not just John DePietro's angry or Dan McGowan's angry. No, no. These are important questions. Uh, and you're right. I mean, look at what the way the president handles this. You know, he's got uh, Dr. Fauci behind him. He, he, he by the way, it's, it's clear that there are oftentimes where they're not on the same page. And it, right. it, it makes for really interesting television, obviously, but it also makes for a, a really important dialogue. And the same thing should be happening. And for the first couple of weeks, the same thing was happening. Right. You get Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott up there. She would give you, you know, what she, what she was thinking and the way to, you know, handle it. You get a little bit from the governor. You get a bunch of reporters asking good questions. Uh, it makes it better. And it does, uh, yeah, it answers a lot of, you know, when, when, when the governor comes on, I'm thinking about Saturday in particular. Last Saturday, yep. governor comes on television. First of all, she scolds everybody and says, you know, 50% of you aren't following my rules. She's, she's, right. she's clearly upset, heated about it. And then she proceeds you know, on a Saturday to, to roll out five or six new pretty significant regulations. Yeah. And, you know, you're a reporter. First of all, you're all reporters are working a lot of hours. This is, it's a Saturday. This would be in in normal times. You'd call this a massive news dump and you're, you're listening to it. You have a bunch of questions and, you know, your the internet's Twitter's lighting up. Everybody's trying to figure out what exactly is happening. And the announcement is non-essential uh, retail businesses are closing. Everyone in, in, that, that is a, just a regular person out there hears this and says, wait a minute, you're closing the entire state down. And by the way, they're for good reason. And then it, it forces, like I said, Stephen Pryor to come back on and say, or come, you know, call the reporters and say, hey, you know, actually they're, they're most of the things that you would, you know, that we consider essential are things that are currently open in our, you know, our obvious pharmacies and liquor stores and, and that, and, and that such. And so it makes it, I think the governor in some ways on Saturday alarmed more people with her press conference yes. than was necessary. And if a reporter was in the room to ask questions, it probably would have been resolved right in front of us in real time. That is exactly right. And not only that, Dan McGowan, for instance, today, or I'll just say uh, there was a a time where they were talking about the number of tests. Now, the New York Times just came out with the different states and how many tests have been administered. And the New York Times data is completely different than what the Raimondo people are saying. The Raimondo people are saying we're doing 500 a day. The New York Times came out with a report that said Rhode Island basically, I think, has done like 1,200 tests total. So the math does not add up, but there is no 
vehicle in any way for anyone to ask a question like that. And, and you know, you, you hit on a good point about significant business because I heard from so many different people saying, excuse me, I run such and such a store and it is essential for me and my family that we remain open and running in business. So between that and then also the fact she had to rescind the executive order about New York and yep. snide remarks about Governor Cuomo, those are times where you need the press in there to exactly clarify how this thing came about. And John, here's the here's the thing. If you watch you watch President Trump, you watch Cuomo because he's the one that's obviously getting a bunch of the national attention. And yes. and the the way uh, these guys talk, it's not because they're intentionally trying to mislead you. But if you're the president, first of all, you you love you know you love the press cut, you love the banter with the reporters. So does Cuomo. So in many ways does the governor. And you you say you know. You, you, you say a bunch of things, you're answering, you know, a bunch of different questions. Sometimes you're going to be uh, a little flippant with, with the, it's, it's, it's not even an intent to make a mistake. It's saying, you know, you've got 50 things on your mind. So you, you say something, you know, costs a thousand dollars when it really costs a hundred thousand dollars, right? You, people make mistakes. That does happen. And in the governor's case, what she does is she, she has a lot in front of her. She has a lot on her mind. She answers a bunch of questions. She wants to sound, uh, you know, she wants to sound like she's as confident and as strong at it. But, you know, for the test is a good example. Last week, there were three different times where she went, we need to get to 600 tests, to 800 tests, to 1,000 tests. And if a reporter's in the room, you know, you could say, hey, governor, you said this, but then before you also said a lower number, can you just clarify? I mean, that's how this works. And, and that's why, you know, the, the, the reason it works like that is so that in, when we print something the next day in the paper, run it online or go on TV, we're not saying, oh, the governor, you know, misled everybody because she didn't know her numbers. No, we get the accurate number. We let her clarify and boom, that's how it works. But when no one can ask the clarifying question, people get confused, numbers get thrown off and, uh, and you have a real, you have a real problem. I mean, this is not a, uh, a silly, you know, budget fight at the state house. This is public health, uh, and so I, I completely agree. I'm hoping that the governor's office will come around and 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 at least come to some sort of uh, of resolution on this because it it is a problem. And I'll even step forward, Dan McGowan. You work for someone, and if I'm the Boston Globe, I would question like what exactly the hell is going on down there because Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker he will give long answers and allow a follow-up question. And, you know, if you're asked, well, did you ask this? You have to say, no, they won't let me ask that. Or I submitted a question and they didn't pick my question. And, 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 and let me ask you, Dan, because I don't know this. Now, the governor who, you know, prides herself on being the type of uh, executive who dots her I's, crosses the T's, you have an enormous number of attorneys on the state payroll. Who is the attorney that gave her the advice that she was on firm legal uh, ground with that executive order because that has not come out. And I would like to think that somebody vetted that. I mean, Cuomo was taunting her saying, I'll sue Rhode Island. Rhode Island did back down. By the way, I think that is the first executive order that Governor Mundo's ever done. And it was immediately revised, rescinded, shot down. She was very prickly about the Cuomo thing. But 
Who is the attorney on her staff that gave her the green light on You that? know, it's a really good question, and, and I don't know the answer to that. I should. Um, I, I don't know the answer because you're right. I, I think there's no question that what happened, you know, it, there were very serious legal questions uh, about whether you could do this to one state. She goes back and says, hey, you know, we're going to we'll, we'll repeal it and we'll make it every state. And then, you know, let's be honest, there's a wink and a nod here with law enforcement to say, you know, you're not going to go over the line and Seekonk and stop Massachusetts cars coming into Pro or to East Providence. But, you're, you know, you're going to sit at the southern border and you're going to look for New York plates. You're just doing it without an order in place that's focused on one state. But you're right. I mean, this was not a this clearly was not the most sound um idea and it got you terrible headlines it got you into a fight with you know the governor of new york who, who the, the most popular governor in the country right who, now with a 90 percent approval rating where they want to draft to run for who, president who is on television every single night now the governor like yes. you know, to, the governor to her credit she was on cnn again last night and you know uh, took another little bit of a slap at, at, at uh, uh governor cuomo i mean she i think she has sort of enjoyed her uh, back and forth with, with the governor, with the governor of New York, but um, it, it was clearly a, a you know a, a backpedal uh, for her to to have to go from you know hey we're gonna you know we're gonna be stopping cars as they come into the state to you know oh there's there signs everywhere there are things like that so uh, yeah I mean it, it, there it's a good question about who who exactly gave her the authority to and you remember I mean. She's a lawyer herself. Oftentimes, executives get a little carried away. They think that they're, I've seen this in Providence a lot with Mara Laura's as they, you know, they think, well, I'm, I'm a lawyer. I think this is legal. Boom, I'm going to announce it. Um, and that's not good policy, either, of course. Hey, Dan, I'm just curious. What was her jab? I didn't see catch that. Uh, she was on CNN last night. Um, what, what was her jab? And, and, and now you now I'm really baffled. Why would she, I mean, why is she picking a fight with Cuomo? He, he's the most popular governor. He is he he shows I, I, I am so impressed by him. I find him inspiring. He's a real leader. He is setting the tone. He'll say to a reporter, you know, that's a good question. We didn't think of it like that. And he'll go out of his way to clarify. Yeah, he... He's human about it. He's got a tremendous dynamic. And they are. 15 feet away from him and he's he acts like he is in no hurry to go anywhere he reminds me of if you were ever in college you have a guest speaker they say i'm going to stick around afterwards if you have any questions and the guy would be sitting there and literally be in no rush to answer anything but what was her jab at uh at governor it, you know it, it, it was another version of the you know we were we were on you know sound fit uh uh legal you know authority here and oh. it it was essentially okay. that version of it just saying you know, and, and she was on TV to talk about, I believe it was, it was CNN. It was one of the shows that, uh, that not very many people watch, to be honest. And uh, she, I think, was asked about, uh, she was asked about the, the, the federal, you know, the, the administration's kind of handling of all this. And then at the end, the, they, of course, can help themselves because it's far more interesting to talk about a fight between Democrat governors. And so they asked and she said, you know, we felt like we were in the right place on doing that. Uh, and, 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 but made it, you know, it was clear, like she, she, she was willing to, you know, to not concede anything, uh, as, you know, with the governor of New York. And, and by the way, you're right. One of the things that's very interesting, actually, I've, I've always found this interesting about president Trump well, for anyone out there who thinks that he doesn't like jousting with the press. You're crazy. He, he 
He loves it. He's loved it for his entire career. He loves it as president. Now, he doesn't know what he obviously doesn't agree with a lot of things that end up getting reported, but he enjoys it. And, and, and Governor Cuomo looks like he enjoys it. He looks like at times, even today, he's talking about his brother, you know, having coronavirus. He almost, he, he yes. almost looks like he's going to put his feet on the desk and just talk to you for a while. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. That is a gift. He is a talented orator, just like the father. I even heard him say, you know, uh, Cuomo, it's become must-see TV. Yep. He, uh, he also said, you know, the whole thing with the renters, you can't evict anyone. And yet his daughters, that he said, you know, pay him rent to live at home. And so he can't evict them. So he hopes that they're still <laughs> going right. to pay. But I want to come back to also just one more thing about the governor. Folks, it's John DePietro. We speak with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. A lot more ahead. Leave it right here on the John DePietro. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call them today at 353-9300. It's Alex. It's Scott. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. 401-353-9300. Located 1529 Mineral Spring Avenue in North Providence. Listen, everyone is sitting around. You're looking for ways to save money. They will help you save money going ahead. As far as life insurance, let them help you save money with your auto insurance, home insurance, business and life insurance. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Give a call to Alex and also Scott at 401 401- Three five three ninety three hundred. Find out about protecting your belongings with renter's insurance, uninsured motorist coverage. Everyone is looking to save money right now, and that's what they do. Let them help you save money. It's Alex Mazika, Scott Zambarano, AE Mazika Insurance Services. Call them today. Free consultation. They can help you over the phone. 401 401- Three five three ninety three hundred. Let them help you save money, and they will. Four zero one three five three ninety three hundred. It's AE Mazika Insurance Services, and look for them on Facebook. Listen, you're going to need extra money. Let them help you save money with insurance policies. AE Mazika Insurance Services. Call now. Free consultation. Four zero one three five three ninety three hundred. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVest is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Well, it's John DePietro. This portion of the program is brought to you by Johnson Propane. Now listen, you want to be prepared for what's going ahead. Now is the time to stock up on propane. Stop in. Phil never runs out. That's right. Phil Johnson never runs out. Easy to get to. Located 904 Manton Avenue in Providence, and it's right in front of Stop and Shop, right over near Rhode Island College. 
They are open seven days a week. Propane tank and supplies, they fill Blue Rhino, and they will fill up all your propane tanks. Credit cards, debit cards are accepted. You can call Phil Johnson at 401-621-8129. 401-621-8129. Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. Call Phil, 401-621-8129. Now is the time to stock up. It's drive-in, no wait, propane filling station. They'll fill up your tank. Now is the time. You want to make sure. You don't know what's going to happen. And if, in fact, you get locked down or you have to be out, then you want to make sure you have propane. Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. I, I'm stopping by to have Phil fill up. I have two tanks. I'm going to have them both filled up. 401-621-8129. Stop in and see him. He's just terrific. And, again, right, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence, right near Rhode Island College, and right in front of Stop and Shop. Joe Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You could always listen to Petro.com. We'll speak with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And, Dan, just, just one more element of this that, again, it's, it's so unfair what the Ramundu administration, and people should be very clear, I believe Dan McGowan. I mean, she, this is where the buck stops here. I mean, there's no one telling her to do this. She has decided to do this. She is bucking all the trends. I'm seeing a governor, chief executive. Now, I understand the gravity of the situation, but the situation is predicted to get worse, not better, right. which means it sounds like they're going to keep the situation in place where you have to email and then Margie O'Brien and they handpick. They're not asking all right. the questions. So that means they are selecting certain questions. It's not like a time thing. It's not like get it in by a certain time and then go like that. It's not like, you know, Channel 12 we used to work where they have the lottery balls pop up. And tonight's Powerball <laughs> number is four, six, seven. Um, they're selecting which ones she didn't like. She she it sounds like she was being very clear to Margie O'Brien. She did not like that question about Pawtucket Memorial Hospital from the mayors. But the, the larger question here is I'm seeing a governor who announced that it was the National Guard and state police going door to door looking for New York plates. That's what really seemed to kind of stem the tide and shift in a different direction. I see a governor that announces we're going to get a loan of three hundred million. And then I hear a governor that says there's no reason for the General <laughs> Assembly to come back in the session or meet. I'm telling you, Dan, I mean, we're, we're kind of shifting out of democracy here a little bit. And she's pushing the limits. I, I understand she she truly feels she needs to be in charge. But th this is uh, very different than any other uh, governor that I'm seeing in the country. Is well, and, and John, by the way, if use the legislature as a good example, if this were, I don't know. Let's public health crisis aside, pretend this was a, a different kind of crisis that, that the state needed to borrow money. The governor thought you needed to borrow money uh, and the speaker was giving her a problem. She would be on every television show, radio show saying, yes. the legislature needs to reconvene and get their act together and get this done. What she's happy for, and most chief executives, I think, are generally happy for is if the if the legislative body is out of sight and out of mind then you are running you know you're running a show on your own and i think she very much uh i think she likes it obviously I think she in any way would ever wish the coronavirus on anybody but i do think she uh she, she finds it uh she's at least not in any way distracted by the legislature and 
you know, this happens to be one of those issues where the speaker and the Senate president, especially the Senate president, don't want to reconvene. So this is a moment where she gets to kind of pat them on, on the back and say, hey, look, they're doing a great job. You know, they've been nothing but helpful. Stay at home for as long as you want. Now, let, let's pretend this goes on another couple of months and we're getting up to the, you know, the end of the fiscal year and she's trying to get a budget passed. Uh, we'll see if the story is the same because that's you know really where where this becomes a a challenge. If this is you know a months long problem, uh, you know then suddenly your your entire budget is blown up and you you've got uh, you know you've got real challenges. Dan McGowan, before we jump on to some of the other coverage, and the Globe has been fantastic. I have to ask you just one more yeah. element about the governor, and it comes from Patrick Anderson of the Providence Journal. And by the way, I feel terrible. But uh, they've announced the Providence Journal with these furlough days coming up and so forth. The timing is terrible. Uh, the journal is uh, really uh, it's an important time for them. But he tweeted out uh, Governor Raimondo says Rhode Island does not have the same level of COVID-19 cases as New York and Seattle, quote, because we acted quickly. And then he put, is that really the reason? Now, for whatever reason, there's so much going on. I miss that. I, he didn't say whether or not she said that at a briefing. He didn't. I don't know how else she, he would have gotten that. But are you familiar with that? And that's one of those statements, Dan McGowan, that if, if you I would want Dan McGowan at that press conference, because let's be realistic here. I mean, acted quickly. I mean, you could just look at the number of tests. California has done over 80,000 tests. We obviously have not uh, to say Rhode Island doesn't have the same level. Because somehow Andrew Cuomo or de Blasio or Seattle didn't act as quickly as Rhode Island. That that almost I mean, I'm going to say, Dan, that sounds well, preposterous. It, I mean, you, you can't. And here's what would happen two. if this were a press conference and she were to say that, you know, I would raise my hand and say, prove it. Right. <laughs> and you, yes. You know, in, in a completely respectful way, give me your logic on that. And this, this by the way, this is not us. Yeah, that's just us doing our jobs. Right. That's not us being tough or anything. Right. That, that is that that's how this works. Now, it's entirely possible. And I, I'm not exactly familiar with the governor saying those exact words. There's no question they've been very uh, they, they have you know used some version of boy, since we, you know, we acted early, uh, you know, that we haven't seen as much and things like they have said versions of that, I think. But but I, I yes. don't um, you know, I, I think there's uh, it, 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 there, there is no way. And it's too soon. If you look at all the, you know, all the studies, you know, we're in the governor's right when she says this, we're going up the curve right now. Right. So there is no real right. way to say that, you know, we're we've done something better. We're much smaller. We have not tested nearly as much. And so, sure, we're not seeing uh, or at least at least recently we weren't seeing now, you know, you're seeing 50 and 100 new cases a day and, you know, now eight deaths. So you are starting to see, you know, the, the real devastation that comes from this. Um, so I think it's really hard. I mean, I, I, and, and by the way, in, in places, I mean, New York has, has, has taken a ton of action and they're, you know, the epicenter of this. So it's really tough to say, and that's a time where reporters are needed most because we can say, hey, you know, what, what you're thinking on this. And by the way, sometimes they, they have a really good answer and you say, okay, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. But to not be able to ask the question and then have to 
you know, in theory, if, if you're, if that's the best sound bite, you know, channel six and channel 10 are running it <laughs> and people are seeing it and then it's misleading, you know? You know, Dan, and again, folks, good afternoon. Um, it's John DePietro speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Just a couple more quick items, Dan McGowan. One is, I'd like your thought. I know this Thursday, instead of doing the usual briefing, now the governor is going to, I believe, do some kind of thing aimed at all the students and children. And as a parent, that kind of interrupts the middle of the learning day. I think they should still have the normal briefing because we are talking about life and death. You have business people that need answers. People are on edge. I've, I've heard from a number of parents, okay, that's not a bad idea, but do that on a Saturday morning, not like in lieu of doing. The yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm torn on this. I mean, I, the, first of all, I, I very much hope that the governor's office is going to have a standard normal press conference because it, it as you said, this is a life and death situation. Uh, it's really important to have that, that uh, meeting every day. Uh, so put, putting that aside, if they don't have that, it's just uncalled for and, and would be, I think, a complete disaster. Let's assume that they do have it. And to the kids, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's her chance to uh, probably, you know, I'm sure there, there will be pitches to some of the national news outlets to say, look at the governor, talk to thousands of kids today. You'll get a uh. lot of that. I'm sure there'll be, uh, you know, there, there is something, I suppose, I, I guess you could call it somewhat charming. Um, I think the truth is you're right. I mean, look, the kids, this, while Rhode Island has so far, I think by, by all accounts or by most accounts have done an, done an okay job with a very difficult situation when it comes to the schooling. Um, let's just be honest that, that the, this is not like real school right now in many districts in the state. And so to, you know, essentially have a, this is like having a, you know, uh, an assembly where there's a clown in the, you know, in the auditorium that has no educational value really whatsoever, um, except for, I, you know, I suppose you could, you could spin it as a government thing, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not outraged by it. I hope she does her, her regular press briefing. And I hope that, that there is, uh, you know, more than just governor, what's your favorite color and what's your, you know, th that sort of thing. <laughs> Well, and little girls around the state are supposedly <laughs> doing podium and playing pandemic and that type of thing. Dan, I've heard from a number of different business people that say the number one problem that once this the death settles here in the state yeah. is going to be unemployment. If she wants to do a category, no one is saying education is not important. However, the kids are doing the virtual distance learning. But I think if you want to start doing very targeted, specific one, I think one on geared towards small business and also if you're unemployed, those would be ones that perhaps some kind of like yeah. a virtual town hall. But to do this, I'm sorry, to me, it seems it, it seems a little bit too calculated and pandering. I do want to ask you, uh, and I don't ever remember a time that every story we're reading seems to be bad news, but the coronavirus has been devastating for the Providence pension uh, fund and also with fewer patients, lifespan, small amount of Rhode Island hospital employees on furlough. I'll tell you, Dan, this is like when, it, you know, it's it, yeah, when it I rains, mean, you know, in, in, in some cases, in fact, in both of these stories, there is, you know, a logical sort of explanation, right? The market crashed. And so, yeah, Providence's pension fund is in, you know, real dire straits. The problem, John, in Providence's case is you weren't in good shape you know, in the, the best market in the history of the world or in the history of the country, you know, a year ago. 
And so, or actually earlier this year when things were going really well. And so when you lose, I mean, in this, in the city's case, they lost about $60 million in, essentially in cash or, you know, stocks. Um, and wow. you, you only had 300 players to play with. So when you lose 60 million, that's a real lot of money. And look, it, they're going to be okay in the short term, but I was on an investor's call with, with the city of Providence as a reporter listening in on it. And just last week talking about the pension fund and, you know, these guys are smart guys. They know the market, right? They, they, this is a completely professional operation. They do it from out of Boston, but the, the doom and gloom here is very real. I mean, the, the talk was at that moment when I was listening, I think it was the day, the day after the market had jumped 10 points or 10 percentage points, huge jump. And they said, well, we're still down 20%, 19%. I mean, really major stuff. And this is one of those things that if you don't start to see a significant uptick, uh, you know, again, the city will pay its bills and its pensions will go out for the, for, for the, you know, immediate future, but down the line, you could have a real problem. And then you go to lifespan and you've got a real, you know, what's, what's logical there is there's a lot of folks who are not going in, who are not, you know, their elective surgeries, things like that. But, uh, you know, by all accounts, they're also, you know, they're, they're hemorrhaging money in, in many ways. They're preparing for this up the curve problem of, of the coronavirus. It's a terrible look for, you know, for a company, for, for our biggest private employer, John. Uh, and so it, it, it's not a good look for them. Remember, they, they had layoffs just a couple of weeks ago. Now they're furloughing employees. Um, you know, it's a, it's a scary time for, for the health industry for lots of reasons, of course, most notably uh, coronavirus. But when your finances aren't in order either, uh, you know, you, you could have a, this could be sort of the uh, combination of factors that really drives things into the ground. One final question again, folks. He's Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Just give me a sense. So Dan McGowan is talking to and Josh gonna, Block. Is yep, it, is the press Josh secretary. Block? Is that who you're dealing with? Okay, with the press secretary, the Governor Raimondo, and you're saying, I'll tell you what, we'll wear masks, we'll wear gloves. They're doing it at the White House. They're doing it in New York with Cuomo. They're doing it with Charlie Baker. We can sit 20 seats apart. There's only going to be 10 of us. It could be a selected press pool. Each station, each paper gets one person to go in. What is his reply? Because Dan McGowan, I'm trying to be objective on this, but I see no other justification than this other than it is an attempt of power to control the press on this thing. I can't, I can't see any other legitimate reason why. Yeah, I, so let's be clear. Doing this. Do I think this is a legitimate reason? The answer is no. What the answer is, and as recently as just shortly before you and I got on the phone, was, hey, the governor has a rule about five people, you know, no, no groups, no larger than five people being in a somewhat, you know, close area. How can we tell you, you know, 10 reporters that they're allowed to be? It is not, it, it, it's not the same. It is somewhat ridiculous. Um, and, you know, again, I can only hope that they are going to, you know, see that this is not the, the right way to go about this um, and come up with some solution. By the way, you know, we're all, we're all smart people. We, we can come up with some sort of compromise that doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be the perfect situation for us. It doesn't have to be the perfect situation for her. There is some way you can do this. This is not the only way. And the evidence of this is not the only way is President Trump's not doing it this way. Governor Baker's not doing it this way. Governor Cuomo is not doing it this way. And Mayor Lors is not doing it this way. Again, Mayor Lors is doing it on a Zoom call. As I said, it's a little awkward, 
but every day, you know, every time he gets on, you could see him, he, you could talk to him, he sees you, and it is at least, there's at least a back and forth that is allowed to happen. I can't think of any other reason other than they're trying to control the message. Folks, he's Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, before I let you go quickly, how can yeah, people get your daily email roadmap? I know. Oh, twice a day. It's, twice it's a driving day me crazy. I'm hoping this virus ends soon so that uh, I don't have to do this. <laughs> I know, right? It's so not going every, to. Every single day, now <laughs> twice a day, uh, you can get a, just send me a blank email to rinews at globe.com. If you send a blank email to rinews at globe.com, I'll know what it is. Every single day, now twice a day, you're getting – uh, you're getting the immediate recap afternoon of the governor's press conference. In the morning, you're getting a little bit of original reporting, plus a bunch of stories that my colleagues are doing at the Globe. Uh, and and it's, a, it's just a good way, I think, to start the day. It's actually now a good way to kind of have a middle of the day. And um, the people love it. Like I said, rinews at globe.com. You'll sign up and you'll, you'll start getting them right away. Folks, he's Dan McGowan so much, of the Boston Globe Dink. Hi, I'm Steve, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in store lines waiting to get in to buy more bottled water, and they didn't have to scramble to get it when all this started. They're enjoying all the safe, clean water they want all year long. They're drinking it, cooking with it, bathing in it, doing everything in it except searching for it, rationing it, and now waiting in lines. As this crisis further restricts your freedoms and choices and store shelves empty, I hope you now realize how important it is to take control over your own water quality like thousands of my customers already have. Because when this crisis is over, your bad water quality won't be, and neither will your bottled water dependency. So ask yourself, do you think you're finally worth making a one-time investment for a lifetime of clean, safe water? If so, call my company. Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. Water Filter Company, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. Water Filter Company, 294-2400. Because is it really worth going through all this? Remember, for your business, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-21. MEG, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Remember, free estimates. Call them today, 508 336 2110, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair, FHWA Inspections or Rhode Island State Inspection Station, Trailer Pickup and Delivery, 24-Hour Mobile Service, ABS Repairs, Brakes, Doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110 for Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. 